Hello, hello, wonderful people. Welcome once again to another episode of Transform Thursdays, where we take your heart, your mind, and your life to the next level through the word of the Lord. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode. Also, welcome to season two of Transform Thursdays. I'm excited for the different things that we're going to learn from the word in different ways with different co-hosts that we're going to have on the show. And I hope you join me into this journey by God's grace as we dive into the second season of production. So to begin the season, we are going to be talking about the gift of Christ and some of the different gifts and different things that we get because of Jesus' birth and death, of course, but right now because of his birth. So as a result of Jesus coming down to the earth as a human being, as a child, what came with his, I guess, his appearance, what came with his birth? The first one that we're going to be talking about is hope. So hope came with Jesus when he came to the earth and that is a gift that we get to experience as children of God. So to begin, I'm going to start with highlighting what hope is from a biblical standpoint and what hope is not. And you know, when you think about it too, when you have hope, you're expecting something, you're kind of waiting and you're just looking to God or you're looking for that thing that you're hoping to happen to actually come to pass. And we see this even outside the Bible and just with our regular human lives. When you're hoping for a raise, when you're hoping for a new job, hoping to get the bus, you have an expectation. You have a certain expectation and that expectation is usually placed on that thing. And so then with that, when we look at what hope is not, hope is not optimism. Well, the biblical hope anyway, it is not optimism because with optimism, you can kind of see a way out. And biblically, I don't think that's what hope is because it's based on your own human perspective and more of a trust in yourself. So this is where you would say you have plan A, plan B, all the way to Z. That would be where you're more optimistic and you have some sort of expectation as to different paths ways. But with the biblical hope, it's a confidence and a patience in God. And it is not in our own self. With biblical hope, you have hope even when it doesn't look like it. And for example, the father of faith in Abraham, with Abraham in Romans chapter 4, we see that the Bible says that against all hope, Abraham had hope. So in the case where Abraham was trusting God for a child at his very, very old age, like, you know, past 90, almost 100, because he had him at 100. But when he was trusting God for a child, it was like, yeah, God, how is this going to happen? Because my wife is old too. She's so old. She's past the bearing a child age range. She's past the menopause, past all the biological possibilities. And when we then classify to see if whether that's hope or optimism, optimism, would be to say, okay, well, Sarah could have done IVF, you know, done all these medical procedures and those her plan A, plan B, if the natural way of conception did not work out. But with them, they obviously didn't have any scientific advancements or technologies to be able to make any plan A to Z possible other than the natural conception and believing in God, even despite the age barrier or any other hindrances that might have 
have been preventing them from having a child. So that's how we can see that Abraham and Sarah actually had hope and they didn't, they weren't just optimists in it because they clearly had no other option. And so with biblical hope, it is a matter of a choice. You move with a choice, a choice to believe and trust in God's character and in his salvation and not in your own power, not in your own strength or anything that you can do, but more so it's fixed and grounded in God. And so that's a gift that we can have because of Jesus' birth here on this earth. And even when we look in Micah chapter 7, from verse 7 to 8, we see in this passage, As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not go over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. So the author here shows that his hope and his salvation is in God. It's not in his strength. It's not in his weakness. It's not in anything that comes from him, but clearly it's from God. So now that we've identified what hope is and what hope is not, how then has Jesus' birth brought hope to us? One of the ways is through the fact that we've been made free from sin's control over us through the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And like I mentioned earlier, hope comes from recognizing the salvation in God's power and God's ability to be able to bring you out of whatever you're facing. And so when we look in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it says in the New Living Translation, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Which means that our salvation and freedom from sin's control is rooted in the power of God. God's ability to save us. We have that hope because of Jesus Christ. If Jesus had not come to the earth, if Jesus was not born, we would not be reconciled with God. We would not be brought back into that special place, that special bond that we get to have as joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And so we can have hope that we are continually increasing, we're continually moving forward because of God, because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit. Even in Galatians 3 verse 3 says, How foolish can you be that after starting your new life in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Which means that our hope is in the fact that God, we are trusting in your Holy Spirit to lead us, even as we've been free from sin. Sin. We are trusting in you to lead us every day to perfect this work that you've begun in our lives, to perfect our walk with you, to perfect us, to being made in the image of Christ Jesus. And we have that hope. We have that access because of Jesus' birth. The second thing is that we also have hope to have a life here on this earth knowing fully well that it shall be well with us in our future. And you know, Romans 8, 28, it's a popular verse that says that we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of they that love him and have been called according to the purpose for them, for him. 
And when you see that, it comes from those that love God, which means you've given your life to Jesus, which means Jesus's birth was real to you. And you acknowledge that. You acknowledge that he came as God, be here on this earth as a human being. And also knowing that even in Isaiah 3, it says that, say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with them. They shall eat the fruits of their hands. And knowing fully well that we get to have that hope that our tomorrow shall be better than our today. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good and not of evil, to give you a future, to give you an expected end, to bring you to an expected end. And if not for Jesus, we would not have that certainty that we get to have that expected end. If not for Jesus, we would probably just believe in anyhow, just okay, whatever will be, will be. But no, we get to stand firm in the word of God, knowing that, okay, God, I am your son, I am your daughter, I am your child. And because I'm your child, I get to have this hope, uh, a living hope within me, knowing fully well that, yes, Lord, that you are with me, that no matter what challenges I may face right now, it is nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed, not only in heaven, but also on this earth. Because then otherwise, then verses like Matthew where it says that let your light so shine that all may see and glorify your father in heaven. How is people going to glorify your father in heaven if you're begging the unbelievers for stuff? God doesn't want that. God wants you to prosper even as your soul prospered, right? And your soul prospering is you being free from sin. So I really believe that Jesus coming to this earth as a child gives us hope to know that our tomorrow shall be better than today, no matter what it looks like. And the third way that we can have hope because of Jesus' birth is for perfection of our bodies in heaven. This means that we have to believe that as Jesus came here, and died and resurrected and since he is the firstborn of all that means we are also going to resurrect too as well and in first Thessalonians chapter 4 in verse 13 it says that and now dear brothers and sisters we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so that you will not grieve like people who have no hope so this means that when you know people pass on and die because we can't all live here on earth forever. Death is going to happen, physical death. And when that happens, when the right time that God is ordained, not untimely death in Jesus' name, but when that time happens, we have to believe that we have a hope in God that we will be in heaven and receive the rewards that we have gotten because of our obedience to him, because of our devotion to him, because of our belief in him. And all we need to do is just acknowledge him and we see that in Romans chapter 8 from verse 23 and it says and we believers all grown even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us full rights as his adopted children including the new bodies that he has promised us which means that when we get to heaven we are up in, in a different body that we get to have access to because of Jesus's appearance and birth here on this earth. So that's just something for us to also think about that we get to have this hope that when we do pass on, we're not just dead. Anyhow, there's a life after this physical death. 
there's a life in heaven with God, with Jesus, with the other saints as well. And so that's something that we get to be hopeful for and understand that we have a future in God. So then having established the different hope that we get to have because of Jesus' birth, what then prevents us from having hope? What are some things that are stopping us from actually operating with that level of hope and assurance and patiently, confidently waiting on God? I think fear ultimately is the huge anchor to all of this. It's a huge anchor to why we don't always have hope. And I kind of see the fear operating in two dimensions. The first dimension is when we look with our physical eyes or move by our physical ears, then it's so easy for us to not have hope in God's salvation, in God's power, because it doesn't look like things are moving. You know, the physical isn't always matching up to what the spiritual realm is doing. And because of that, when we move by sight, that is as a result of fear. And the second dimension in which we have fear is because we don't really have an understanding or knowledge of who God is. We are technically questioning his capabilities and his abilities and different things that he has authority over. Because if God has said that I will heal this and this diseases, I'll heal all of these diseases, but you don't see God as the ultimate healer, it's very easy to not believe or have hope that God will heal your headache. It's so easy to just you know, pop a little Advil or Prestomol or anything like that just so you can have a relief, a temporary relief. But when you trust God and trust in his power as Jehovah Rapha, having seen evidences from the Bible or people around you and how God has healed them, then it's easier for you to have hope that God that healed their diseases or their sicknesses can heal your sickness too as well. And same thing for trusting God for provision and in different ways. So then recognizing that fear is ultimately at the center of why we don't really have hope or why we don't walk in that hope that we got access to you as a gift because of Jesus' birth, I think that we need to ensure that we are constantly praying against it. And how do you pray against it? You use the word of God to combat it so that the word of God is what you see. The word of God is what is your anchor because it says without faith we cannot please God and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of the Lord. So as we hear more of the word of God then we're growing and as we grow we trust God more and as we trust God more no matter what we see we have a hope in his power because he has proven to be faithful. He has proven that he is more than capable and that whatever we're going through it's not going to be the first time that he's doing something like that or something similar because the Bible says in Ecclesiastics that there is nothing new under the sun. It's just a matter of how it's going to be portrayed in this generation. But God is the only one that stands the test of time so we can trust in his capabilities in that. I hope you've all been blessed. I hope that you have learned a little something about the hope that we have access to as a gift because of Jesus' birth. 
I know this Christmas time, people are celebrating in different ways, you know, lockdown, socially distance celebration. But I want us to just have a better understanding of what gifts we get access to because of Jesus' birth. And these are gifts that are so priceless and much more valuable than any new iPhone 12 or PS4. Yeah, those are nice. So PS5, I mean, yes, PS5 is the latest one. Um, Those are nice, but... They're nothing compared to, you know, having hope, having peace, having love, having joy. That's all I have for us today. Thank you once again. Bye and God bless you.